Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. Welcome to episode 4 for Friday 18th of June 2010. You're being blindsided by SharePoint. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by Moo.com. For business cards that really make you stand out, you need Moo. For more information to get your 10% discount, go to thisweekinlotus.com slash Moo. My name is Curious Mitch, and I approve of Bruce's participation in this week's episode of This Week in Lotus. Hello and welcome to another episode of This Week in Lotus. We're here for our fourth episode, and with me today again I have Darren Duke. Hi there, Darren. Good morning, good afternoon, Stuart. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. It's yeah, just into the afternoon here. What time is it with you in Atlanta? Oh, 7.15am. Ah, you're sounding very awake, I must say. It's World Cup time, yes. <laughs> well, we've had a pretty interesting week in the Yellowverse this week. Lots of, um, of uh, interesting uh, uh, discussions about futures and, and blog posts and so on. How have you found it? Um, enlightening. Well, today we've got an interesting panel to discuss some of the topics that have come up this week, particularly around Notion Domo development and the futures of that. So I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. Yes, I completely agree. Brilliant. So first with us today, we have one of the founding fathers, really, of the Lotus community. We've got Bruce Elgore. Hi there, Bruce. Good day, everyone. Thanks uh, for having me on This Week in Lotus, gang. It's a real pleasure to have you on here. After all the years of you doing your own podcast and taking notes in the 1352 Report, it's a real privilege to have you on ours. Thank you. Podcasting makes you old. (laughs) I hope not. So what time is it where you are then, Bruce? It's a little after 4 a.m., I am seriously, seriously impressed with your dedication, Bruce. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, Bruce, as, as most people will know, will be uh, is one of the uh, founders of OpenNTF, uh, owner of Elguji Software, and uh, also one of the best exchange admins around, I've heard. So I'm sure you have an interesting um, viewpoint in terms of, the, uh, of how the domino development debate is seen outside the community. So again, thanks for joining us. Also today we, we have uh, Sean Carl. Hi there, Sean. Hi, yep. Yeah, uh, Sean is. Uh, well, you tell us, Sean. What do you do? Um, oh, I run a, a notes development shop called Focal. I've been going for about ten years now. Uh, before that, uh, for ten years, I was an engineer in industry. Used to get really hacked off with not being able to manage knowledge and processes and such like. And uh, used to knock up naughty little databases to do that. And then, way back in two thousand, started a company to do that for other engineers. Brilliant. So thank you very much for, for joining us, Sean. Um, Sean and I have met a number of user groups and so on in Lotosphere, so it's great to have you on the podcast. Next, we have with us Sharon Bellamy. Uh, Sharon is a um, an employee at a university in London, a real guru uh, in, in Lotus technologies, particularly around connections and quicker on Java. So and, and again, an, another interesting point of view to add to our discussion. So hi there, Sharon. Hi, Stuart. Hi, everyone. Where are you today? I'm working from home today, which means I didn't have to get up at 4am to get to work. So I know how Bruce feels. <laughs> so you've had a lay-in this morning. So I did, rested yes. and ready to join us. So thanks, thanks for coming on board. And last but definitely not least, we have Matt White with us. Hi there, Matt. Hi there. How are you doing? Yeah, I am very well, thank you. Um, and how's, how's life with you? What are you working on at the moment, Matt? 
I'm all X pages all the time as as ever really. So uh, just doing El Gucci stuff and custom development work. Brilliant. So we have two employees of El Gucci on the call today. So uh, thank you both for joining us. Hope we're not taking you away from important work at your place. So um, so yeah. So welcome to this week in Lotus. Um, and we've got a number of. Um, you know, really good topics to run through today. And we're going to start with probably the major debate of the week, which has been around the future of Domino as a development platform. There's been some pretty contentious blog posts from Jake Howlett and uh, John Vaughan and Ed Brill followed it up with a... um, a discussion entitled I've Never Been a Developer, which has got somewhere around 150 uh, blog comments on there from people saying what IBM could do better around the Domino development space. And as, as is usually the case, Volker Weber over on Vo.net has, has put a um, uh, an oar in as well in terms of um, some of the the discussions that have gone on and how he's seen it from the outside so um who'd like to start is darren do you want to tell us how you felt about the debate and and really what we can take away from it in terms of what the Lotus community maybe could do better in the future i think there's at least one shining positive out of this and i think that is that everyone to a t with the exception of maybe one or two comments out of the entire 150 300 450 comments is almost everybody agreed that we are, or domino development is losing its relevance inside of organizations if it hasn't already for, for some of these developers working, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week inside of, of corporations. And and I think that's the, the takeaway is how do we, or more importantly to IBM, to turn that around? And that's that's good to see. And And sometimes it takes a massive wave a tsunami, if you want, to clear out all of the food and, and start afresh, and maybe that's what this is. Matt, do you have a view on that? Is that is that something? You know, is that how you've seen the discussion? That that it's you know, as, as Volker put it, an asteroid that's going in a direction, and we're not going to change the direction immediately, but we can certainly sway it into a, a slightly different uh, orbit or, or direction. Yeah, I think so. I think um, without doubt, large corporations. Domino development is under pressure everywhere that I've ever worked and uh, with my customers at the moment. The the positive out of it is that I think that the pressure is already beginning to, to tell in that asteroid path. From the last year, 18 months, I'm seeing more and more new Domino developers coming in. Um, people Actually, I've even seen people coming from the Java world and things like that, which is I'm suspecting exactly what IBM were hoping for. Maybe not in the numbers that uh, they were hoping for so far, but uh, it's definitely beginning to to turn around. And I spend my entire life doing just almost exclusively XPages development. And there, there is definitely uh, work out there, and people are beginning to to think about using XPages and continuing to use existing Domino stuff. But, yeah, without doubt, the, there's a lot of big corporations where, where Domino is under pressure. So, Matt, w- would you describe yourself as being, you know, completely kind of loyal and tied to the Lotus development portfolio, or, or do you go outside that as well? Do you have other other technologies you work with? No, I, and, uh, no, I wouldn't, and, and I never have been. I started out as a VB developer in the mid-'90s, and then I switched to Domino um, by mistake almost. And uh, it, it was obvious to me even in the late 90s that Lotus Script was already behind the times compared to VB. Um, so I, I persuaded my bosses to, to let me learn Java as well in sort of 98 time. And um, so there, 
I've never been exclusively focused on Domino. The fact that I have been working as a Domino developer for the last 15 years, where I spend most of my time doing Domino development, um, hasn't really stopped stopped me from then going off and learning either new back-end programming languages or new JavaScript stuff or whatever it is that I find interesting at the, at the time. So I think um, it, it's very, it would be very short-sighted to, to uh, rely on just knowing Lotus Script and App Formula, and that's, but that's been the case for a decade or more. So obviously where we started with some of these blog posts is with Jake Howlett last week and then followed up with John Vaughan this week, which is all about really learning SharePoint as a as another string to their bow. So for, from your point of view, and I guess Bruce, you'd have a view on this as well, that's something that, that every developer should be doing to have a portfolio that they can pull from to satisfy their user requirements rather than necessarily only being a, you know, a single um, trick pony, if you like. Absolutely. And, and I think... Um I mean, I just took a conscious decision never to get into Microsoft stuff from a purely selfish, uh, greedy reason that rates when I was contracting, as opposed to being a consultant, rates for Microsoft developers are much lower than people who do Java and uh, Domino stuff. Um, That was the exclusive reason for me not learning Microsoft things. It wasn't a technology decision at all. So Bruce, when you started LVOG and, and obviously developed Idea Jam and the other products you've got, you obviously made a decision to, to develop on Domino. What what was the the rationale behind that? Did you look at any other options for development? Well, as far well, as far as starting Elguji, you know, our products are are not your typical um, notes Domino type products that you see. First of all, there aren't many ISVs developing uh, social software. Uh, especially, you know, for Domino, right? How many other idea management, social bookmarking, uh, and uh, knowledge exchange apps do you see out there built on Domino? So we we, we filled a, a niche there, and we continue to do so. And it, it's actually, from from our vantage point of it, it was a very smart move. Not not to sound cocky or anything, but you know, with the with the advent that Lotus is way more than just notes and Domino now, right? There's you know, connections, there's WebSphere portal, all that kind of stuff is all lumped in to the Lotus brand. So we we really wanted a way to differentiate ourselves. We knew that for the most part, everyone, all these big corporations that had notes and dominoes um, licenses, right, probably weren't making the most out of their 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 domino server. And um, that's that's pretty much what we wanted to do. We wanted to say, you know something? There are, there are thousands, or if not tens of thousands, or hundreds of thousands of Domino servers out there. We, social software was an up-and-coming, uh, well, it was an up-and-coming type of thing entering the enterprise at that time. And we wanted a way where corporations could easily say, file application new, and have a beautiful-looking uh, um, product like IdeaJam show up on their intranet, or as an external-facing app for their customers, all within a matter of 10 or 15 minutes. Where else you know, could, you, could you do that? You can't, you can't do that on SharePoint. Okay, I can, I can tell you that. We, we know that for a fact. Uh, you can't do that on a lot of things, not just SharePoint. Um, so I'm I, I trying to go back around to your original question, Stuart. Did I answer part of it? Yeah, you absolutely did. You absolutely did. And, and, and we all you know, are grateful to LBG, given the awards you've won and so on, for doing it on Domino. It's a great case study that I certainly use and I know an awful lot of other partners do in terms of what can be done with the technology. So I, I guess, again, circling back round to the, the, 
debates that we've had in, in the blogosphere this week. What do you think, uh, I open this out to everybody, what do you think has caused this kind of level of of anger, if you like, or, um, you know, of, of disappointment with the direction it's going? Has there been any particular thing that's happened this week or last week, or do you just think it's been a constant drip drip over a period of time? Can I, I go first? Oh, go ahead. Frustration. Sorry, go, go ahead, Bruce. I was going to say, you know, there's a lot of factors that we need to need to look at within the world itself today, right? No one ever talks about the economy in, a, in, our, in our blogosphere, right? As, as people call it, the yellow verse, but I, I, I just don't like that term. Um, the economy is, is, is just in, in tatters right now. Granted, we read things on the news that, that say differently. We have some of the world's largest countries, governments, in serious financial trouble right now. You know, no one can discount all of those things, okay? Uh, I know that, you know, domino developers, right, like Matt and I and, 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 and everyone else on this call, you know, are, are very loyal to the, to the thing that, we, that made us famous in our own right, or may, possibly made us, you know, uh, bought us the cars we have, the houses we have, et cetera. Times have changed, right? We went through the, the Internet bubble times. There's been some settling out. The world of the cloud has come and, and, and shifted focus. It's very common in IT for those big, new, shiny things to come along. Matt made an excellent point before that while there may be a lot more jobs out there for other technologies, um, the pay scale is, is way less. Um, um, you know, there, there's all these things that just people are, you know, are probably um, uh, carrying over. Uh, and and trying to you know I'm probably going to take some heat for this, but falling over into their to their their my BM help me out you know you need to do something you know I, I never signed up to say that IBM you know uh, is going to always going to uh, it's a little early in the morning it's good I, I I never signed up to to ensure that they're going to be there for me throughout life I don't know if I've done that with any other company. But I suspect that I am in charge of my destiny, where, whether it's learning new things. I mean, I, Matt and I had a conversation yesterday morning whereby every morning, first of all, Matt and I are on Skype talking, uh, a, a morning doesn't go by where we're always looking at new stuff and new technologies. Uh, you know, we're very familiar with a lot of other, other technologies and offerings out there. We prefer Domino. Um, and and, 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 and then that's it. So again, I rambled on. It's a little in the morning, a little early in the morning. Darren, take it. Um, I'm I'm of kind of a of a different tack. I, I I think it's the frustration came to the fall in the last two weeks, and there's a a couple of reasons behind this. One, I I think the economy has had something to do with this, but this has been going on since 2004, 2005. The, the slow, slowly eroding workplace for the domino developer. And, and I think what the frustration is, is on the one hand, IBM loaders say, yeah, 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 this is domino development, domino development. They've added X pages, which I think is phenomenal, by the way. I think this should have been done a couple of decades ago. Um, but on the other hand, there were several comments over the past couple of days about where anywhere on Lotus's site does it say anything really about domino being an application development platform and then follow that thread and you eventually get to john von's post where the crux of this was that domino development is not in somebody's magic quadrant i can only assume that's gotten i don't know this for a fact 
think so, they trademarked that name, so I assume he's talking about Garner. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would guess so too. And and I think the question there is, if if IBM Lotus are giving us lip service that this is an application development platform, beyond Idea Jam, which again, you know, Bruce and Matt, despite the fact on the call, they've done a phenomenal job with that. I use it as a demonstration tool all the time. Um, but but where IBM putting some skin in the game, and you could argue open NTF, but you know that's not the outlet for this. I, I literally talk to thousands of Domino users and admins and developers as part of our proof of technology stuff. And I will say 99% of them don't know about Planet Lotus and 99% of them don't know about OpenNTF. So unless you start packaging this stuff in to the actual application, and like Bruce said, allowing someone to do file, new application, file, new database, whatever version you're on, and boom, you have a working CRM or working timesheet application. You, you, forgive my French, you're kind of pissing against the wind. And, and that's kind of where I stand. I think it, the, the, the problem is we're getting two different messages from the, the corporation that own the intellectual property rights to all of the stuff we've based our livings on. Anybody else have a feel on that? Have have IBM, you know, could, could IBM have done more to keep Domino in the forefront of being an application development? I, th- I think from my point of view, like, <clears throat> what, what my whole business is founded upon is helping people to get value from the infrastructure they already have. So we don't go trying to sell note seats. We try and show people that already have notes what they can do with, with business applications that we have written. And it's been tremendously successful for those businesses. Like there's one case study where we managed to save a company three million pounds over eight years with one application, you know, and that was a 300k application. So, you know, it, we, we've always been doing this. And the, the, where I like, I very naively thought because what happened with us was we sort of went from interesting project to interesting project and work just coming and stuff. And we thought, well, we best do some business development. And I naively thought, well, I can stand there shoulder to shoulder with an IBM rep when he's out selling notes. And I can show him, wow, this is what you can do with the applications. And he can say, you know, this is the bigger picture. And, um, but, you know, it was explained to me really that nobody sells notes these days, you know, and certainly nobody's selling notes applications. And IBM is only really interested in net new, you know. So for years, they, really, they haven't really, once they've got that initial subscription to their software, they don't really seem to mind how much value or not people get from it. And, and that's been a huge frustration to me. But then you get XP just coming along, which is superb, it's brilliant. Like, you know, for the first time we're doing some stuff we've wanted to do for a long, long time. And, you know, and yet there's no change in this focus on net new or there's no change in this focus on helping businesses get more from the from the applications. And that, that's where my frustration comes from. So, I mean, my, my view on this, and I put it on Ed's blog, is, is there's nobody in IBM that's actually, as far as I'm aware, in you know, 15 years plus of working with IBM, that is, is paid on retaining existing customers and getting them to do more with the technology they have. And you know, you, you've already mentioned, Sean, that the challenge is getting new customers to buy into notes. Therefore, could we as a community, including IBM and the partner community, do more to encourage existing customers to develop more on Notes and Domino than they currently do, rather than looking at maybe some of the more shiny technologies that are out there from other vendors? I, th- I think well, from I- my point of view, there's, there's two things. I think they get rid of this obsession with net new, and, and you know, they need to think about how they keep a 
customers and, and to use Darren's expression, they need some skin in the game. The second is there needs to be some free applications that show this to people and show how good they can be. And people have talked for years about this idea of this nifty 50. And and to me, you know, there's some good stuff in OpenNTF and I've fantastic admiration for the guys that have done it, but it's not fit for production use. So if you take something like the wiki, which we use in production with customers, there are bugs in that, that, that we're happy to work around, but I wouldn't recommend it to a customer. You know, so it, they need to show what can be done with it by getting some of the stuff into into customers. Well, that's just my view. It'd be interesting to know what other people feel. And, and I, I agree with, with Sean. I, th- I think I, on my blog post, I think I wrote about the renewals process is, is flawed. And, mm. and it, it's kind of ironic because one of, one of IBM's main selling points for notes is, look, you also get the same time for free. Look, you get quicker entry for free. Look, you get, you know, TDI for free. And, and, and they never mention X pages. And the, the, the complete shocker here is that's probably the one thing that differentiates it from any other platform. It's very easy. And even old classic notes development, client development, I hate to use the word classic, but that's probably the easiest way to differentiate it. That, that's all built in. It's, it's easy to do. It's fast. And they sell on the free stuff, but not on the free stuff that people maybe would, would be looking at. Well, and, Darren, and you, rem- I, you remember in, those, in the boxes, right? Remember the, the days of the notes and Domino, the, the boxes? What was in those boxes? I have no idea. Wasn't there books on development? All the all the references you needed for oh, ad yes. formulas, yeah, and Lotus no, scripts, right. and yellow yeah, books, was, yeah. yeah, the big yellow books, right? There was a whole season, go. wasn't it? Practically filled up yeah. a, a bookshelf with them. That's right. <laughs> yeah. and, and and that and that that used to sit in your office, and you know it was bright and shiny, and everyone you always had it out because it was always a reference. But uh, not a big point. But what I'm just saying, it was always included in the box, right? You had those posters that came out. You know, it was all all there. You know, it was marketing stuff. But but that's that's a really good point, and actually that leads into some of the other things that perhaps other vendors have more of, which is the books on the bookshelf in you know Barnes and Noble or you know wherever Waterstones in this country, um, and also the lack of red books around Domino. Do do you think those are both you know possibly causes for for where we've got to? I think they're symptoms rather than causes. I think there's just fewer developers who are interested and therefore a smaller market that could justify writing a book. Uh, when would we all be happy? When, when would we all be happy? That's, that's, that's what I constantly see. It's like Matt and I are happy. We're happy right now with our business, okay? We sell a lot of templates of these NTFs to a lot of major corporations and small to medium businesses, and more, more so lately – a lot of people are coming to us not knowing what the underlying technology is. So to me, that, that, that's, a, that's a great thing. That's not anything like the note seat in the big corporation and what kind of value proposition is being delivered through this lens into the corporation that's called the Lotus Notes client. At, at the minute, I'm really happy with it in, in terms of, you know, the stuff we're doing on XPage is, is, is brilliant. Like we're designing stuff that we're going to use it in the client and the exact same code we're using it on the web and it means that because the problem is we're in a double niche we're in manufacturing companies that have notes in the future we're going to be manufacturing companies and it doesn't matter whether they have notes or not because we have this x page code that we can run but what, what i do so i'm very happy with it but there's too many things in there which are awkward like the licensing we would like to run the stuff on an express utility server if the customer has more than a thousand user um employees then you know we can't use the the, the um the express model so if you can imagine, you know, with one customer, it's a 10 grand application with a two grand license. In another customer, it would appear to be 
it's a 10 grand application with a 20 or 30 grand license. I mean, on the top of license, I mean the actual platform license. You know, and there's lots of things like that where it almost feels as though we've happened to get X pages by accident. It's almost as though the developers have just sneaked it in. Uh, and, and really, the whole business side of IBM isn't ready and up and going and thinking, right, how can we allow people to exploit this from a commercial and, and, and license point of view? Well, maybe the client is confusing the issue, right? Xpages is a web development tool. It's a client development tool. How many other development environments do you know that are out there where you write this application true, true. for multiple devices? Yeah. It's an, it's an identity thing, you know. Um, I think I saw a quote somewhere that says, develop for the web first from someone's presentation. I don't know where I saw that from. That's, that's a, I think it was from Ed, possibly at DNUG. I'm not sure. Maybe we can fact check that one. But that's, that's a compelling change, right? Uh, granted, you'll be able to run the application. And Matt's, Matt, you've done a lot of X pages in the client stuff. And, um, you know, do you see that problem? I'm going to turn it just to Matt. Um, I, I'm constantly surprised at the number of people who do still want to run Notes client apps, but that's more my focus as being a web developer. Now that I've got X pages, I can, I'm able to do stuff in the client again because I never really learned all of the UI stuff. But um, no, I, I think uh, it, the the X pages in the client stuff is just a, a really cool extra thing for me to use. I, I don't um, I don't particularly develop for it these days. I think I could just jump in there with one thing that's been really interesting to us because we've been trying to push our customers to the web for a while now. And actually, the web is it, it's a very North American, maybe European viewpoint where people think, oh, I'll just do it in the web. I go into loads of customers like these are big multinational companies in the UK where the web speeds are dreadful. You know, and a lot of our customers work in Asia and the web speeds just in, you know, like the biggest petrochemical company in, in uh, one part of Asia and they won't let anybody have web access. So I still think there is a place for the client and replication is a huge benefit to a lot of our customers. And, and it's very easy, and I'm guilty of this as well, of getting too wrapped up in being this sort of early adopter for the web stuff. It doesn't work for everybody. Well, and, and, and I think that there's something else. And, and there's something else, and I've harped on about this a lot, and, and that is the for X pages to be considered enterprise, I think by the enterprises themselves, it has to be able to access more than just notes data out of a box. And we have JSF. This is what XPages is. Java server faces is really what it is. And, and with JSF, it should be reasonably easy for IBM to build as a component library that we can just drop in and access SQL, Oracle, DB2, take your pick, and build these, I hate to use the word mashup, but maybe a, a, a super application that has data from all of these disparate sources and display it in an X page. And I know that's been on the development roadmap for a while, and every single developer who works for a corporation, not an ISV and not a business partner, and IBM needs to stop listening to these people, they need to talk to customers. The customers are all saying, until we can access re relational data with an X page, my management has taken a decision to not allow me to do this. You, I mean, you, you can do that now. It just does require you to know a bit of Java so that you can do JDBC connections. Yeah, and, and but you're tied then because I don't want to get this too technical. No, no, of the course long, no. The long and the short of it is you actually have to code pretty much everything into the bean and then you're kind of screwed. Right. right? You, it's, 
Darren, you mentioned listening to customers rather than us guys, the partners. So, Sharon, can I bring you in here? You, you work for an organisation that has, has made quite an investment into Lotus Technology, but everything but Notes and Domino. So what, what's the view on Notes and Domino in your organisation? How, how do people see it there? Is it something that even comes on the radar for, for application development? Um, in a word, no, except for one small school well it's not a small school it's a large school in the university but it's a small part of the university as a whole who do use domino as their main development platform and there is pressure for them to trash it and to move to um a java based um platform or a net based platform to develop their specific applications which i think personally is wrong because they've been using domino for an awfully long time and they've just invested in upgrading to 8.5 because of the whole X pages and the fact that we will now be able to write things potentially that we could push into the portal. So I think because a lot of people don't understand the power of of Domino as a development platform, they just think of it as a clunky old database thing that does bad email. Um, and normally if you mention anything to do with notes and Domino, they rush at you with fingers held out like a crucifix screaming, no, no, give us exchange. <laughs> Do you think that's because of the Notes client or do you think it's because of the reputation that Domino has more widely? I think it's generally because people haven't seen it in action in a newer version for a long time. They think of it back as version 4 or 5 where it had that horrible clunky-like interface. There wasn't an iNotes client or any sort of web, web-based client at all. Um, and going to the Lotusphere Comes to You event in... Um, in London and seeing what you can do with notes now integrating it with um, connections and quicker and all the other pieces which is what my place want to do with exchange which ain't going to happen um, I think people are crazy to write write it off without understanding what they can do with it just thinking of it oh it's that IBM database thing that's out of date and nobody uses anymore yeah, look at look at the uh, Stuart you are in the, the social software space and you see a lot of other vendors out there you know, like Jive and Social Text, none of them have that powerful desktop component where all these apps can run. Granted, they have this these great social pieces, you know, wikis and file sharing and, you know, fire hoses and stuff like that, but none of them can tie in the desktop, the mobile person like the Lotus portfolio can. And, I, I'm, you know, the whole portfolio, not, not just Notes and Domino here, it's all tied together. It may not be as elegant, as we all want to see it, but it's pretty damn impressive. And, and you can see that going further, you know, with, with Project Vulcan, if that does come to fruition in the way that it's been envisioned, you can imagine that being a really cohesive model. I, th- I think my, my problem from the social space is, are people going to hang around for long enough to get to what Vulcan promises, and obviously can IBM deliver on that? But assuming it does get delivered in two years, is there still going to be the base to embrace that? Um, and, and also your point about the, the rich kind of heavy client that Notes is is that if people do have local clients these days it tends to be very much lighter, it tends to be Adobe Air based so it tends to be hooks into you know, TweetDeck and, and some of the other tools that we use across the board so I'm not, again I'm not sure that Notes is necessarily the best way for us to, to um, tell people about the, th- the development that can be done on Lotus Technologies. I think it's much wider than the Notes client you know, g- gives us um, credit for already. And, and that's, that's, that's like some of the conversations that occurred. I'm paralleling, paralleling 
that, you know, a lot of people are, st- are still stuck in the notes domino stack. There's a ton of other things out there. You know, a day doesn't go by where we, we get a, 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 what do you call it, an inquiry f- from someone who's running connections and wants to know how to instantiate an iWidget, you know, an idea jam or IQ jam widget with inside of, you know, connections and stuff like that. There's a huge portfolio here, and it's just not Notes and Domino anymore. Do you, do you think that the Notes and Domino developers that have been saying that they're, you know, falling out of the community or moving away should be looking more at the other products, that they should be looking at connections and thinking, I could be developing widgets, or looking at Portal and thinking, I, should, I could be developing Portlets? Or, or do you think that's, you know, that the the skills aren't necessarily transfer transferable and if you are going to look outside your traditional notes and domino space you wouldn't necessarily stay with lotus when you look outside that i have I, to say okay, you go you go first darren i i think there's a it, it's a paradigm shift when when you are a domino developer you understand what that cloudy technology but collaboration really means right it's it's workflow it's approvals it's business rules you understand collaboration if you are a dominant developer not not what ibm means not what microsoft means not what google means you understand what it means to your business and i think it's it's difficult to move to paul specifically also the quicker because that's that's difficult to develop in and connections is almost impossible to develop in today so the only outlet you have to con- to to continue to build collaborative applications if it's not on domino is unfortunately on sharepoint or some confluence of sharepoint more likely dot net uh, and and i think that's that's where a lot of people that's where the escape valve is. Is I, I don't want, I, I don't care if I learn something new. And in, in fact, I think as technologists, we are all on the cutting edge, all trying to do new stuff, all finding ways around. And in fact, Jake Howler has spent the last decade showing us all how to work around the problem with notes before X Pages came along. So, if if I'm a dominant developer and I want to continue to provide the same value to my organization today and there's pressure on me to move away from Domino, the only outlet is to another collaboration quote-unquote framework. And SharePoint isn't that really, but that's what it's marketed as, so that's invariably where they end up. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, um, Stuart, prior to the – and the gang here, prior to the, the, the recorder starting here, you know, we talked about – um, uh, well, I'm not going to say what we talked about, but you know, I, I, I've done a lot of work in Salesforce, right? And I've seen that escape valve not be SharePoint, but be Salesforce because, what, like Darren said, these are line of business type of applications that, that Notes and Domino typically uh, get used for. And what I've seen is uh, nothing like you know, Google Apps, nothing like SharePoint, but like Salesforce is the only, you know, viable platform that I see out there right now um, where you can develop line of business applications. What I have seen as well is my Domino server sitting in the background <laughs> acting as a gateway between Salesforce and some of the you know things like SAP, uh, SQL Server, and other small little notes and, and Domino apps. And remember, I come from an exchange. I work a, a day job as an exchange guy. So um, again, it's not just SharePoint. All, everyone who's talking SharePoint is totally missing the picture. They're being blindsided by, by the noise being created by Microsoft. How many SharePoint commercial applications do you see out there? 
Not very many. And, right. Why, why is that? And look, look what happened uh, uh, on another note this week with SharePoint, right? Didn't they have a big Black Tuesday thing where if you put up, you installed this, this one patch on the SharePoint server, kaboom, your whole collaborative environment crashed. Name a time that ever happened in the Domino environment. You know, think of all the positives. You know, I, 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 I'm going all over the place here because it's still early in the morning. But, you know, I, I, re- I read all these things and I'm just miffed at how people just aren't keeping their, their eyes open and, and, and staying focused on the, the value that they continue to deliver with this infrastructure from Lotus to, to customers, you know. But, but, you know, but, but, but in the end, if, is, you were, um, if you were a corporate developer and um, – Domino is looking like it's under threat. You'd be insane to try and force it, force things to stay with Domino. You'd just learn something new. It's just syntax in the end. There's, there's no reason to get religious. We all enjoy doing Domino stuff, so, and it's, it's cool doing it. But really, if you'd be crazy to try to sabotage your career on the basis of, I want to continue doing Lotus Script and App Formulas. Yeah, but, but the other part of that is that if there were some really good examples that you could show that you could get parity with Domino stuff, with what, what the people think they're moving to. You know, some really, really good examples. It would help a lot with that. And I think everything, you know, I, I agree with everything that Bruce has said, but one thing that we're not looking at really is how hard it is for people to move to X pages. Like, you know, we, we talk about um, Jake, and, you know, Jake wasn't sold on X pages. You know, that was part of it. And I, you know, I've been trying to get into X pages now for about 18 months. I found it incredibly difficult, very steep learning curve. And one of the guys that works for me, he's just getting into it now in the last six months. He's finding it much, much easier, partly because of help from, from Matt and, and the courses that he offers. Um, so the, the learning curve has come down, but the documentation is terrible. You know, and I know people have put efforts into putting things on wikis and stuff, and the community is really good about posting stuff. But this, the learning curve is far, far too steep for X pages. Yeah, okay. I, I would agree with that. Interesting, and because you're seen as one of the real gurus, Matt. So if you feel it's a steep learning curve, I mean, is is that something that IBM could? We need we need to close this topic. But is that something that IBM could could make much simpler very easily, or is is it always going to be that hard because it's a difficult technology to learn? I, I think in the end, if if you're just used to doing Lotus Script, then there's a from from I would say there's a painful couple of weeks where you have to learn new syntax and new ways of thinking. But after that, it should be a relatively simple changeover. Um, but absolutely, IBM could make that easier with better documentation, be- more examples that they can publish and sort of document and show how to do things. Um, and I just mention a, a thing that Adobe do for people wanting to start Flex. They they do actually free training, uh, free day training courses that they just give away to developers. You can just sign up, take your laptop along and learn the basics of Flex. And I think things like that would make an enormous difference if IBM were able to do it. Mm-hmm. Stuart, one, one last thing too is we've seen businesses come in, large corporations wanting to learn X pages, and they buy I, I sound like that guy on TV. They buy our products not for the for using them, but to to look at the code and how how the different design patterns are used in X pages to do certain things. So that's it. That has crossed my mind, Bruce, but I couldn't afford them. <laughs> we uh, we offer a monthly uh, monthly plan, so uh, inquire within. <laughs> Okay, um, so so just moving on a little bit, um, Bruce, you alluded to it, and Ed's made quite a big thing of it. Is that as a community, I think we've been pretty introspective this last week. 
Um, some interesting things have been written, and clearly outsiders, particularly from Redmond and, and other places, have been very interested in the discussions, I'm sure, are taking extracts of that to pass on to customers and various other things. So I'm going to open this out to Sharon, actually, to starters. How do you think, you know, you read Planet Lotus, I think, how do you see the debate that's gone on? Has that been damaging to the Lotus community, or do you think, actually, it's been good to have that discussion in terms of some of the ideas it brings up? It's kind of... Uh swings and roundabouts really yeah i think it has been is has been quite damaging but to people that don't sort of really follow follow how um lo- the lotus and ibm thing runs they'll just go oh that just reiterates my general opinion that domino is a dying platform um but on the other hand it does open up the debate that or oh, maybe it's not but I, st- I still think with the whole it's not really marketed and and people just don't understand what and how it does i think it's going to do more damage than than um assistance if that's the right way to put it so i I think something we miss as bloggers i think everybody here blogs in somewhere or another um something we possibly miss is that that there's sometimes better channels to have these discussions than necessarily out there on the public internet is is that something bruce you would say in fact i just said that in the chat (laughs) (laughs) oh and i did it so well yeah i think you know Matt and I and, the, and, and El Guji have been uh, learned a lot over the last couple of years. And one thing that we've learned is to use the right tool for the for the right uh, thing that you need to build, solve, or whatever. And we and, and we've established a lot of relationships over the last couple of years. We all used to use our blog, especially me, as as this uh, soundboard uh, or the soapbox to get up on and beat my chest because something sucks or this or that. But honestly, what I've learned. And and everyone's going to say, well, duh, you know, you just you just got to be careful what you say, because what you say uh, can uh, can hurt you. It it can help you. But you just need to understand, um, you know, that just getting up and beating your chest on your blog may not be the best way to to get a problem resolved. So. Very fair point. So, so on that topic, something that I brought up on my blog this week and, and again caused an interesting discussion was around the App Store because obviously there's a there's a new App Store that Darren and I discussed on the podcast last week, um, notesappstore.com I think it's called, um, that another business partner has set up and, and my feeling was that possibly it could be more independent or could be sponsored by IBM and so I, I guess you know th- those views we, we can discuss and wrap around but d- Go back, going back to the, the first point is, do we need an app store for Lotus products? And and wrapping that back into what we were discussing earlier on around the vibrancy or not of, of Notes and Domino's development platform, would an app store make it more obvious that there are apps for Domino? Would it make it more obvious you could sell those more easily to um, to the public uh, and, and just open it out for discussion? Is, is an app store something we should be looking for? I, I think the... Um... The biggest issue is that because we're now used to the iPhone app store or the Android app store or whatever, um, there's this concept that you can just click a button and the app is installed. And in the corporate world, and certainly with server-based applications, that is never going to be the case with Domino apps. So if you can get that issue communicated across properly, then I think absolutely an app store is a a good thing. Um, I I think from the, the app store that we've got there now i think there's a, a couple of issues with it but they're they're minor issues that can be dealt with rather than any massive showstoppers from my point of view does that mean we want an app catalog or an app store though because what you're describing really is more a way of publishing what is available and then the whole corporate purchasing piece kicks in 
rather yeah, than an app and, store. And I, th- I think that's the biggest issue to be overcome because I think ultimately it will be very difficult to get beyond a catalogue. Um, and we already have those and IBM has its catalog. And to be honest, we don't get any traffic from it. So, uh, yeah, how, how you uh, how you make something that's useful for everyone is is a challenge. But well, some, some well, of okay, Darren, the, we, it's always you and I. Why is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we have a special relationship. Um, so it's, it's, it's a two problem uh, approach. I was out on the greenhouse catalog this morning just to see. And it's difficult, really, really difficult to go out there and find something that you're looking for. And, and even, on, even on BlackBerry's somewhat flawed app store, I also have the same problem. And, and that's, you know, that's the issue is how do I find what I'm looking for? And how do I even know that it's an application development platform in the beginning? It, it's, it's one of these things. It's, it's a chicken and the egg. And I'll go back to Sean's point about the Nifty 50 and having some IBM-sanctioned applications. But a bit like quicker, you know, the, the Snaps templates, something like that where IBM actually paid for them to be bundled or available when the application was developed for free. Something like that would, would kind of be, be phenomenal and then that leads into the application catalog. The problem is is is, is quality, and, and that's kind of I agree with Sean a bit on OpenNTF. OpenNTF reminds me a lot of SourceForge, where there's you know seventy percent of it is is not really production quality, thirty percent of it is absolute diamonds. But trying to find the diamonds is is, is a long and arduous process. There was some talk. Yeah, there was some talk a few months ago. Uh, I think. Um, Chris Tui is working on an app store. Uh, I remember Nathan and Nathan Freeman and John Head talking about it. And as Matt alluded to before, and, and Sean as well, the current notesappstore.com, again, which we have all, all of our products list on, listed on as of yesterday, um, is a way for people to, to find applications. If someone wants to write a, uh, give us money through that venue, I, I'd like to know who they're purchasing person is because uh you know enterprise apps are not a dollar and speaking of like a dollar i think that's what nathan was alluding to uh that you know we're we're not thinking of the app store like like how would you say it we're we're thinking of it as the way we know notes and domino apps to be priced right enterprise apps to be priced as opposed to these client apps where you could charge you know one to five dollars for there'd be an interface through the notes client that would make it easy and and deployable to a notes client and, and, and so forth. Personally, um, I expressed in, in public that I wasn't a supporter of that because I don't know how, at least in our case, with a Dono application, you're going to deploy and do all that kind of stuff. You know, especially you know for a single person with a with a with a PayPal account for five bucks. You know, it it just won't happen. But I think the catalog is definitely something that's needed. It needs to be prominent from all of the Lotus products, not just Notes and Domino, because it's a cohesive, you know, collaborative platform. So, so that means that's IBM all. really has to buy into it from the point of view of building into the apps, the ability to go search the App Store. Yeah, I think they have to. Yeah, and, and, and just keep in mind too, there's been many failed app stores, and as Matt alluded to before, you know, we're familiar with the iTunes and Android ones, which are the only two real successful app stores. You don't see one for the for Windows or for the Macintosh, do you? For app, for those type of apps. Well, you see a proliferation of lots of them that you know kind of half do the job. You you certainly don't see the domination that we've seen with the Apple one, uh, right? The iPhone. 
Right, and the and the and if you think about it, the App Store for the iPhone was created. How else would you learn about apps for those devices without some central type of of source? You know, and that was the App Store. How do you do it now in the, in the Domino Notes world? Well, you really don't. Yeah, you Google it, or you or you see people at shows. Typically, you see people at user groups advertising their their app. You know, the the white tree guys and so on, and, and see them there and buy it there and then. Well, you know how it used to be done, Stuart, right? There used to be the Lotus Solutions catalog, which you used to get in the mail. I don't know, were you in diapers around that time? <laughs> Quite possibly. I don't, well, I don't remember, remember that, Bruce. Does anyone remember that magazine back in the 90s? Lotus used to send out via you know, snail mail this beautiful application catalog with all these great apps in it and what they did. That, that's how I learned. Yep, I remember that. So again, that's something maybe that IBM or, or a, you know, a big organization could help us with. So something I'd be interested in from a, a connections point of view, um, maybe you can help me out, Sharon, is, is whether there's yep. a market for other um, product extensions, things like widgets for connections, customizations, new themes, that kind of thing. And, and would a, a generic catalog that covers all of the Lotus portfolio be useful to you as a connections admin to be able to go and just grab a widget to, I don't know, show completeness of profile or number of connections or whatever it might be? Definitely. Um, even from a portal point of view, just trying to find uh, portal portlets and widgets which are on the on the greenhouse, unless you know exactly what you're after and what you're searching for, there's no chance of finding it. So if there was a, a central place that listed things in, in and even in, in groups of this is a widget that does this or this is a portlet that does this, it, it would be really useful, especially for customizations and things like that. Because if you need anything like that now, you've got to go Google, find a blog, um, see if there is something on the greenhouse. And if there is, you need to know what you're looking for. So anything that would make um, those kind of things from a from a Java point of view would be brilliant because at the moment it is a nightmare. So, so let's keep an eye on the, the notesappstore.com then and see where that goes. And maybe with some community and IBM support, it, it may become the thing we need it to be. As long as it doesn't need you to log in twice and click through 15 times to find something, um, then that has to be a good thing. So, Sharon, while you're chatting, let, let's carry on to the next topic I had you down for, which is Quicker 8.5 came out this week, but not the Domino yes. release, just the Java version. Just now, I think you've been on the beach program for that, haven't you? Uh, I just snuck on the end uh, due to a, a um, I'm trying to think of the nice word for it, administration error, I believe it is. Um, I only managed to pick the beta up about a week and a half before the gold version came out, which was quite annoying. Um, I am attempting install number four as we speak. Um, the, and what's caused the problems with installs number one, two, and three? Uh, well, it's either because I'm doing something wild and crazy, like trying to install it on Windows 2008 64-bit version on an Oracle database, which may be the problem. Um, although, strangely enough, I've hit a different error every time I've tried to install it. So, you know, I'm not I'm not impressed at the moment with the installer, but I'm sure I'll get there in the end. Okay, and... And you, you already have existing users on, on the current version of Quicker for, for Portal 811, is it? Um, yeah, we've, we've been piloting it. We've, we've not rolled it out live, so to speak, yet because we were waiting for the 8.5 version, which obviously takes it up to the latest version of Portal instead of being um, two versions behind. Um, and it's also running on a newer version of WebSphere, which will make it a lot easier from an admin point of view. Um, and the fact and it looks a lot nicer. It does look a lot nice because it's using the One UI now, so it looks the same as Portal 615 and it looks the same as Connections, which will obviously make it easier to theme as well. 
and there was a few issues in 811, um, especially if you're using Active Directory with a weird naming convention um, for your display names, which I discovered. So all of that seems to be fixed in 8.5, which I'm, I'm very pleased about. Has anybody else on the call played with the, the portal version of Quicker? Yep, we have a couple of servers and a couple of customers actually using it. And it just, it's kind of weird, the same as Sharon. We, we snuck on the beta at the end. And this is kind of a disjunct within Lotus. I'm not quite sure why, if you're on the Quicker D and not on the Quicker J, but that's a different story for a different time. Um, and and one of the reasons we got involved with it early on is is because of the the RIM clients, the original uh, social network and appliance or whatever you call it, the BlackBerry add-on. Originally, that was Quicker J only. Uh, they've subsequently allowed either Quicker D or Quicker J to run with that. But that's one of the reasons we we, we first got involved with it. And we got involved pretty late on eight one one, and I, I, I was shocked that the UI was still like Quicker eight or two on the domino side that was a bit of a shock to me when we first pulled it up I thought I'd done something wrong <laughs> well, that, that's another reason why we hadn't rolled it out um, just because it looked so different and the whole idea of all our applications running with portal and, and connections was to use a, a, the same kind of UI so the users wouldn't really care that they were right. in a different application they think it's just part of their whole user experience and it was just such a horrible look and feel compared to the connections and, and new portal look and feel that it was like oh no there's no way that I can roll that out at the moment I'll wait it was very yellow it would give you a yes. uh, epileptic fit if you looked at it for more than <laughs> 20 minutes okay now, now something I'd like to cover with you guys but I think we're running out of time to do it is, is the whole future of quicker Java and connections and so on but we'll, we'll save that for another week we'll get you guys back on and we'll, we'll go through that so the last news story I wanted to cover today was um, Android related which uh, Darren and I have had a few debates about already on this podcast in previous episodes um, and how big an impact Android is making well Lotus has, has supported that um, with Traveller which is great so you get mail and contacts and um, and calendar through to Android and the beta has been released this week. Now, Matt, I think you're an Android user. I am indeed, yep. I've got a Nexus One sat here. Um, not yet, no. It's it's a matter of getting a, a server that can talk to our mail server um, running 852. So not yet, but it will happen very shortly. And how do, how do you see Android in, in our community and businesses you're working with and wider? Is it really coming? Is, is it taking th- the market share that they say it is? I, well, I don't know about the market share. I think it really is coming, though. I think um, at the moment I would still call it a geek device because there, it's it fit and finish is really not as good as the iPhone. But I was sat watching the iPhone um, uh, keynote the other week and was slightly worried that maybe I'd want to buy an iPhone 4 having just got a Nexus 1. And I finished the, finished the keynote and actually, no, I'm quite happy with my Nexus 1 now. Okay. What, what version of Android is the Nexus 1 running? My one is running Froyo, so it's on 2.2. Okay. Is that because you're a developer or just because you've managed to get hold of it or it came with that on it? Uh, Jeff Gilfelt uh, found a download, so I, I quickly installed it before, uh, before Google pulled it, and it has been absolutely faultless, actually. So I've been running it for about three weeks now. Brilliant. 
It's, um, something that's come up in, in discussions on Twitter and so on is, is that IBM is only supporting Android 2 going forward, so 2.1.2.2, um, and that there's a lot of devices out there with 1.5 and 1.6 on. Is that something you see as being an issue? Not really. I think it's a reducing number because um, certainly the HTC Hero, they've just announced over here at least, that that's going to go up to 2.1. Um, and I can't imagine that there's many people who... Uh, are stuck down at that 1516 level. They're phones that will be well over a year old, if not two years old at this point. So I think it was probably the right decision to go with 2+. Plus. Okay, I, I think that's right. Has anybody else on the call got a view on, on Android? I, I, I've changed mine. I know it lasted a couple of weeks ago. I, I derided, and I apologize about my... <laughs> some people who had Android. Um, and the reason my, 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 my philosophy may well change is that um, over in the States, the first publicly available 4G phone is, 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 coming, is, is out now. And that's actually on my carrier, who is Sprint. So I, I, have ha- I have long been upset with research in motion. Long time upset with research in motion. So I am actually thinking about making a strategic switch and, and, and moving me personally to an Android. Now that travelers are, I can do that. And also get get a 4G phone and, and just watch that battery drain out like it's going down the sink. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm finally dipping my, my foot into the water and, or toe into the water and getting an iPad scene. So one of the things I'm really fascinated by with Android is the ability to have it as a hotspot. So I, I can see a lot of people buying them just for that reason. I think there's still something that's not going to be there in iPhone version 4. So, just uh, on the Traveller thing, what's really nice is uh, Traveller on Linux now from a server point of view. Uh, of course. Uh, we installed 8.5.2 uh, and uh, my colleague's um, Apple device didn't even notice the difference. So we took the server down on Windows, brought the Linux one up on the same IP address and the thing just kept going, which is fantastic. Awesome. And of course, that's still in beta at the moment for design it is, yeah. and so on, but um, all being well, hopefully that will make it into the finished product. Does anybody know when 8.5.2 is scheduled for? It's, it's kind of autumn time, isn't it, or fall time? Uh, we can't say. It's NDA. Okay. Sometime later. <laughs> that will come along so on that note I think we've done our, our list of topics for this week now as as you're probably aware we finish off the podcast with a tip from each of our contributors um, something that could be useful it's a, it could be a site a product uh, a feature and a Lotus product you might want to use so um, how about Sean how about we start with you well this is embarrassing really because I didn't know that Bruce and Matt were going to be on this but I'm recommending the <laughs> XPages 101 training course as I, said, I really struggle with XPages uh, colleagues started learning XPages recently and it's been it's been a huge benefit. So, okay, Matt, uh, do you want to do the sales job on that? <laughs> the check the checks in the post to yeah, sure. There's, there's a free copy <laughs> willing its way to Sean right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> How do people get hold of that, Matt? Uh, if you just go to xpages101.net, um, there's all of the details there. But it's basically um, either a, a video um, downloads that you can just watch and learn xpages, or I do occasional classroom versions of the course as well. Okay, and while you're chatting, Matt, what's your tip for this week? Um, it's another XPages one. I think uh, Most people, I think, know about the, the Domino Designer Wiki, which IBM run, and there's some really good content on there. But uh, Julian Buss from Germany has also set up a, another wiki called the uh, at xpageswiki.com, and it's basically his um, 
list of things that he's learned while developing XPages applications. And there's some really, really good, useful, just one or two line tips in there for, for just tips and tricks on problems that you come across or issues that he's worked around. Uh, and it's just a, a really good place to go if, you, if you're struggling with a particular problem. It's worth having a dig around in there. Okay, thank you. And Sharon? Uh, my tip for the poor Windows people like myself um, is Beartail, which allows you to tail log files as they're running, which you can't do with anything else on Windows, unfortunately. Um, and it's a freeware, and you can get it from baremetalsoft.com slash Beartail, and it's brilliant. I wasn't aware of this at all, and having got so used to tail minus F on, on AX and Linux over the years, it's just a tremendous tool. So yes. Sharon introduced me to that, so thank you very much for that. So, no uh, problem. Again, it's free and really good. Um, Darren, how about you? I, I've just got a mental image of Beartail. It must mean a different thing in America. <laughs> um, oh, it's just still. you, Darren. Uh, yeah, it might just be me, yes. My, my immature uh, childlike humour. Um, my, my, my tip is, actually, Lisa was on last week, and she didn't mention this, and this is completely unrelated to notes. Um I've always been a huge recycler. We probably recycle six times more than we put in the trash. Um, I'm, I'm a bit scary like that. I've, I've got. I'm on a mission. But but Lisa's actually embraced this a lot, and and she's actually got her own blog now. It's it's www.lisaduke.net, and you know she talks about how how can you do things that are green and it's listed a couple of things we've done over the last few years like for instance we've got a solar powered water heater all our our water is heated from the sun yes we live in Atlanta we have sun so that's handy Um, but it's actually kind of useful if you're looking to get into that thing that kind of stuff what can you do to reduce your power bills all of that good stuff so www.lisaduke.net excellent thank you very much for that and Bruce Um, we're each in charge of our own destiny ooh Sounds a bit deep. <laughs> yeah. No. My head, my um, head hurts. No, uh, you know, just going back to the, the topic of, of today's call, you know, it's just, you know, don't wait around for IBM to do something, okay, because you'll, you'll be waiting. We've been waiting a long time for a lot of things, you know, back from the, the, the getting loaded script inside of notes. You know, that's what I was waiting for in the, in the early 90s, you know, a real way to do development within notes. Um, just to, to, to carry on what... Matt said and Sean said, um, not only do we do the XPages 101 video series, but we're also offering it now classroom style anywhere in the world. So you want XPages training, you call El Guji, we'll come, we'll deliver training on site. What a great offer. That's tremendous. Okay, thank you guys. Um, not for free. free. you were both very good at jumping in there well done um and my my tip just to finish off is um around something that hit me yesterday i I took a day trip up to aberdeen which is about 700 miles or so from here should take an hour in the plane and because i went with easyjet it took many hours of delays and various other things (laughs) so the app that really helped me was flight track on the iphone and i assume it runs on the ipad as well i haven't checked which basically just updates you about flights, just tells you about delays, tells you way before the airline tell you or it comes up on one of the screens. So it's a fabulous app. Um, but the reason why I link it to this podcast is that it links into TripIt, which is a fabulous travel management tool. You just email your hire car bookings, your uh, flight confirmation, emails, whatever, to TripIt, and it turns it into your own travel agenda absolutely free to use and it links into flight um flight tracker so that it just tells you automatically about flights you're booked on 
Um, and from a notes perspective, there's a really good plugin that sits in your sidebar within the notes client um, and links into your TripIt account. So that's my that's my tip. It's more than one product. It's a combo of different things, but well worth looking at TripIt and Flight Track Tracker. I think it is if um, if you travel a lot. So, so that's my tip. Anybody else use Flight Tracker? I do. Excellent. Oh, it's really good and it's free. So, uh, so get hold of that. So thank you guys. Thank you for today's podcast. Once again, we run over the hour. Uh, we try really hard to get under one day. We'll make it. Um, but I really appreciate all of you being involved. So just to, to finish off, how do people get hold of you, Matt? Why don't you start us off? Uh, my blog is probably the easiest place. That's mattwhite.me. Brilliant. And Bruce? Uh, BruceLgort.com and at BillGort on Twitter. Awesome. And Sharon? Um, I'm at Dilf Technical on Twitter or my website, which has got my blogs and all that kind of stuff on, is at www.dilftechnical.co.uk. And Sharon also blogs on the lotusconnectionsblog.com as well. So a bit of a highlight there. And Sean? Uh, just the blog with the easiest, seancole.co.uk or just Google Sean Cole. There's not many of us. Brilliant. And Darren? I'm not sure if you guys just heard this, but maybe just shouting with a shrill voice, Darren. <laughs> 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 um, technically, Darren uh, blog dot net or Darren Duke all one word on Twitter. Awesome, and I'm Stuart McIntyre. Find me at Stuart McIntyre on Twitter um, or many blogs. Just Google my name, and I'm sure you'll find me somewhere. So, thank you so much to all of you for taking part. I hope uh, folks listening have enjoyed the uh, podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. And um, from all of us, until next time, this was this week in Lotus. Bye for now. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by Moo.com. For business cards that really make you stand out, you need Moo. For more information to get your 10% discount, go to thisweekinlotus.com slash moo.